Hello, everybody. Welcome. We are talking today about Heartbeat's newest book with Dr. Peggy Hartshorn, The Love Approach Book. It's a pleasure to see you, Peggy. Thank you for joining us here at Heartbeat. Hi, Cindy. It's wonderful to be with you. Well, we know you best as one of the renowned and really one of the in-depth leaders in the pro-life movement, but you're a beautiful Christian woman and soul. You're a mother and a grandmother. Uh, you're a teacher and professor in the past. You're a friend and you do a lot of peer counseling and you're a leader, but I love how you have combined everything in your life, uh, your skills and your drives and your passions to bring it together, to bring your expertise and your knowledge and your education and communication skills to help unify the Christian world and then also to have better healthy relationships throughout the whole world and to help people have the tools they need. So thank you for what you've done to write the book. Now tell us a little bit about what started out? Why were you motivated to write the, the original love approach for pregnancy help centers? Well, the original love approach, uh, and, and this now is the love approach book, uh, the love approach for proven steps to transforming relationships in your family, church, and community. It's kind of shorthand, the love approach for everyone. Right. <laughs> but originally, the original love approach, uh, I wrote in 1994, right after I became president of Heartbeat International. And I heard from our affiliates, we need a training book. We need uh, to train our counselors. We don't know for sure whether we're doing a really good job with these women. Uh, we want to save more babies and help more moms and, and, and we need better tools. And so the love approach manual is really based on uh, the heartbeat love approach manual uh, is based on the work that, that I started doing. My husband and I started doing with pregnant girls that came to live it with us in about 1975. We started housing pregnant girls, and then we opened a pregnancy center in Columbus, Ohio, on January 22nd, 1981. So for most of the 70s, uh, we, were, we were talking to pregnant girls and trying to help them figure out their options. Uh, and, and I realized that these are really massive issues that many of these girls are dealing with, problems and issues that I had no idea how to really resolve. Uh, I, there was no advice, no quick advice I could give. There was nothing I could say, well, here's what you need to do, and here's what we need to do, and it'll all work out. Some of these girls were uh, being coerced. They were, they were uh, some of them had been abused. Some of them had, had previous abortions. Uh, they were wounded. They were afraid. Uh, they were confused, uh, upset. They felt abandoned. There are no easy answers in those cases, and so what I learned was that the best thing to do when a girl presented herself was to just listen and try to help her continue to express herself. I just had to start saying, well, tell me more about your situation. What happened then? And, and what did you say? And what were you thinking? And, and how did you feel? Were you afraid? Were you upset? And what did you want to do? And I just had to keep pursuing the story with her because I didn't know what else to say. And so through that experience, okay. I learned that, that the best thing to do is first 
listen and learn. And that's the most loving thing we can do when a person in crisis comes to us or if there's an issue or problem. So we have to just listen and learn and not uh, not think we have all the answers, not try to fill them with information, not tell them what to do and what not to do. And if we really listen and learn, they start talking about their options. Well, I didn't really want to have an abortion. I never thought I really ever could have an abortion, uh, but I, I don't think I could ever give my baby away. And they're, they're talking about their options and they're pursuing them. And so the next step really is options. So we've got the listening and learning, then we've got the option step, and then there's the V step of the love approach, vision and value. I realize that as we're talking to these girls, they need constant affirmation. They feel uh, they, they feel like they've made so many mistakes. Um, they feel unloved. They feel abandoned. Uh, they don't feel worthy. Uh, they, they're not thinking the way God thinks, that uh, you're, you're a beautiful creature made in the image and likeness of God. This is, uh, God will, will love and forgive you no matter what if you're sorry. And so they're not thinking that way. They need a new vision and they need to be empowered. The E step, they need support and help to carry out a positive option. So I realized just from doing it that the steps of helping are listen and learn, open options, introduce a new vision and value, and extend and empower. And if we do that with people who have issues and problems, and particularly starting out, of course, in the pregnancy center, they can make a positive, loving choice that's going to benefit themselves and their baby and their family. And so that's how the love approach came about. Uh, and and as we learned and, and used it with pregnant girls, both in our home, in our pregnancy center, and then as I wrote it as Heartbeat's first manual in 1994, we realized that we're using the love approach with each other too, those of us who have learned the love approach. Uh, we're using it on our teams. We're using it with our staffs. We're using it with our families. <laughs> we're using it with each other uh, because, because it works. It, it builds relationships. It builds trust. It helps people settle down and think and, and feel God's love and make a positive choice. So really, it was built for pregnancy centers, uh, but right from the beginning, we knew that it was not something just for pregnancy centers. It was for everybody. <laughs> so as you transitioned then, what got you to thinking, I should write this for the general public, <laughs> for people who really want to develop authentic, beneficial relationships? Well, thank you. Yeah, well, it really was, uh, I'll have to say, the prompting primarily of one person who's the vice president of Heartbeat International for our ministry services, for our affiliate services, and that's Betty McDowell. Uh, Betty has been a dear friend of mine, one of the original volunteers at our pregnancy center in Columbus. And so she knew the love approach in its very early stages. And uh and she kept saying to me, You've got to write the love approach for everyone. And um, of course. Lots of other things got in the way, the tyranny of the urgent, and, and it wasn't until I transitioned to chairman of the board uh, of Heartbeat, 23 years actually, after I wrote The Love Approach, uh, that I, I had the time, and, and it was, Betty never let up, you know, God, when God 
uh, <laughs> has someone being your squeaky wheel. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. wants you to listen, and I finally did. And with the help of a lot of other people uh, who read the book, who, who helped right. me with the manuscript, who gave me good help and advice. Finally, we have the love approach for everyone. So, so you can learn, everyone who's listening here, everyone who buys the book, um, it really can learn these skills. It's not difficult. It's, it's really simple. It's being yourself as a loving, caring person God created you to be, being that for other people in your lives who need it. That's exactly right. Well, it is a fascinating read. My husband and I are reading through it right now when we're working through. You have some uh, just really thought-provoking questions at the end of the chapters. But how how did you come up with the narrative for the book? It's, it's interesting because we look through the lens um, and we see four individuals and we see uh, you talking about using the L-O-V-E points in loving others and learning how to communicate. Tell us about that. Well, again, it was Betty who said to me, not only do I think you need to write this book, but you need to write it in the form of a fable or a story. <laughs> and uh, one of our favorite leadership writers, Patrick Lencioni, uses a fable or a story when he teaches leadership skills. Uh, he has people going through the book, characters going through the book. So that was another challenge. And uh, so, so in this book, in the Love Approach book, uh, we have four characters who start learning the Love Approach. They're in a class, uh, in a seminar, because they've been required by the organizations that they volunteered with, uh, Christian groups, to learn the Love Approach. And so um, when they come into the class, they're preoccupied as often we are when we're in something we're required to do, right? You come into the required class, you're kind of preoccupied. They're all preoccupied with a person in their life where they have an issue or a problem that needs to be resolved. And for Michael, who's a 30-something accountant, it's his wife, Christy. Their communication is just deteriorated to their relations. He's wondering if, if their marriage was a mistake. Uh, he's really, really stressed and uh, when he comes into the class because of this relationship problem. Another one of the characters is Mariana. She's a administrator at a mega church. Uh, she's the boss from the secular world who's been hired by the church to get everything under control. And she has an employee, Tomas, who's not meeting his objective. She's totally frustrated. Nothing she learned in the secular world is helping her to really get the uh, outcome she wants. She doesn't quite know what to do. She's totally preoccupied. Uh, another student in the class is Katie. She's a, a, a young mother of, of several children, has a really big heart. She's the head of a women's small group ministry in her church. And, and she just doesn't know what to say to the girls uh, and women in her group who have been through all kinds of, of sadness and misery and suffering in their lives. She's afraid to open up communication because of all the hurt that could be there. And then there's a father, a young father, a single dad. Josh was his name. His son is Marcus. Mm -hmm. There's a big communication problem that, that has destroyed their really close their close relationship. And, and I try to keep a little suspense in the story. You don't know yeah. all of these issues and problems. You find out more about them as you read. Because as the characters learn the love approach, they're in a small group learning the love approach together as part of a class. And then they realize, wait a minute, these steps could really help me. 
with my issue and problem that I have in my family or in my church uh, or in my community. And, and maybe I need to go home and practice this step that we're learning tonight. And so uh, the chapters of the teaching of the, these students as they go through the class, you see them as they learn, you kind of maybe can relate to some of their personalities and how they're reacting to some of what they're learning based on the kind of people they are and their strong points in their personality. And then for instance, uh, after everybody learns the L step, Michael goes home that night, he's convicted, he needs to listen to his wife realizes that he's never really done that. He's, he's kind of the answer man uh, and the analytical. By the way, I have several, uh, some interesting um, lists and, and diagrams in the book. I've got the 10 barriers to listening, for instance, um, being distracted, thinking of my own answer, interrupting, pacifying. There's 10 of these. And Michael relates. He's the one that's always focusing on the facts. Remember, he's an accountant. And his wife does, that's not what she wants when there's an issue or problem. So he goes home and practices that, that L step with his wife. And for the very first time, you hear them. You hear what Michael says. You hear what his wife says. You hear what's going through his mind. He remembers the three magic words when you don't know what to say. And those are tell me more. And so for the first time, he really listens. So you see each of the characters going through after they learn a step. One of them practices that with the person in their lives that they're having a big problem with. And then there's a little bit of suspense. You know that the class uh, and these four particularly will be getting together for a reunion of their class in six months. So then you'll find out the rest of the story. How does the love approach really change the relationships in their lives? So I try to make it uh, interesting from a, a reading standpoint. But being the teacher, of course, uh, you mentioned I was a college professor. I've got exercises. I've got section, the questions you can reflect on and respond to. And, and those are the chapters. They're interspersed with the others where you can take a little time and reflect on the same things that our characters are learning. And how does that relate to you? I mentioned the different kinds of barriers to listening, for instance. Mm -hmm. So there's an opportunity for you to say, hmm. What are my barriers to listening and who in my life sometimes uh, experiences these barriers? And so the book is really a chance to look at yourself. It's a it's in a way a me book. What right. who am I? Uh, what are my barriers? What are my behaviors when I'm helping someone to sort through a problem? Um, and and yet it's really great, even though it's it's focused on me. It's really great to work through the book with another person uh, because then you can kind of hold each other accountable and learn from their sharing as right. well as your own as you're writing in those exercise chapters. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> it is it is a fascinating read. And, and I've even had a millennial who said it was brilliantly written. Um, she said it just draws you in. And that's a real honor to hear that kind of a comment for you, I hope. Absolutely. And I was hoping that the, the characters would be a draw. And that's uh, right. so, yeah, it's I mean, it's learning is is uh can be a lonely uh, activity, but uh, if you're doing it with the characters and you're doing it even with a partner, if possible, uh, I'm hoping it will really be a fun book also to work through. Absolutely. As you begin to understand and see yourself and your own behaviors a little mm -hmm. bit better. 
Absolutely. Well, we're when we have uh, a need and a desire and a draw to have healthier relationships, this is a great tool for that. Now, you said you think this is the perfect time for the release of the book, and and it took you um, you retired from Heartbeat as the president. Now you're board chairwoman, and you're driving hard on that. But you retired, and then we gave you this big assignment. <laughs> Thank you for letting us do that to you. Um, but we really had disappointment in the release of the book early on. We thought it would be released a long time ago, but you think the timing is perfect. Why is that? Yeah, you know God's timing is always perfect. If you if you look back and see that, because you know. Um, right now, I think there is an urgent need for people to truly start listening and learning uh, with other people in their lives, to really sit down and have the skills to what we call the self-wheel, go through the self-wheel with the people you love and, and listen and say, how, what are your feelings, your thoughts, your wants, your values and your beliefs? These, this, these are parts of the self-wheel that we really don't have a chance to share very often with other people. Most people are too busy to let us really share what's going on in ourselves. And right now, um, I've been reading in the newspaper, listening on, on radio and TV, how much stress people are under right now uh, with the COVID-19, with the quarantining, with the uncertainty, financial uncertainty, health uncertainties everybody working at home and needing quiet and nobody having quiet <laughs> what they need. Right. Um, everything is different. Change is all around us. And then we've got all of the unrest right now in our culture uh, with, with racism issues and, mm-hmm. and with what's going on in, in demonstrations and protests and, and riots in some place places. It's really very stressful and disconcerting. And, and I realize for myself, I'm just going through, I personally am going through a lot of trying to understand how I'm feeling about things and what I'm thinking about things. And, and, and I was talking to a good friend while it was Betty McDowell from, from the heartbeat staff, we were talking on the phone the other day and she started sharing how she was really feeling. And she said, you know, with, with all the stresses that are happening right now in my life, she said, I've been starting to use the love approach with myself. And, and I started sharing with her all the, the feelings that I was having. And then I started sharing, well, I know what God is really telling me, though. You know, God, And she said, you know what? You are sharing the love approach. You're doing the love approach with yourself. You're processing through the self-wheel. And you're even at the vision stage. You know what God's vision is. You know, and, and he's he's telling you that. That's <laughs> right. That's through. So, so I personally need the love approach right now. I need to use it with myself. (laughs) And I know there are people in my life uh, who are also going through a lot of stress right now. And they, it would be a blessing to be able to say, tell me more, tell me what's going on with you. How are you feeling? You know, and not be ready to jump in with options. Here's what you need to do. Uh, Not be the answer man, you know, not finish the sentences but truly be a listener and learner. And that's what you can learn to do in this book. Mm -hmm. I think people in our lives need it more. We ourselves need it. And the people in our lives that we love, in our families, in our churches, our neighbors, our friends, and in our community, they really need the love approach right now. 
That's right. Well, the Love Approach book, there's a loveapproachbook.com. You can go there to order it. Uh, we would love to see this in small groups, uh, leaders groups, in divisions of uh, churches, leadership divisions within an organization or business. We know this will help people communicate well and better, that they will feel more confident in the relationships that they have. Dr. Peggy Hartshorn, thank you so much for sharing with us and for sharing your heart with us through the Love Approach book. Thank you, Cindy. God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pregnancy Help Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes, access resources related to today's session, or listen to previous episodes, visit www.heartbeatinternational.org podcast. Thanks for tuning in. 